0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Musical Splitting Podcast. I am your host and man behind the curtain, Kavita Harian.
1: And I'm still waking up, and I don't have a funny thing, Lindsay Ellis.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Today we are joined... It's 11
1: o'clock, It's isn't 11 it? a.m. Well, it's 8 a.m. our time, because we're still in New York. That's true. It's still a pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're still having to uh, f- improvise. Fly by the seat of her pants.
0: Yeah, we've had a fun uh, twenty-four hours. We were supposed to go see one show, and now we're going to see a different show. Thankfully, our guest, Princess Weeks, has adjusted to our plans as well. Thank (laughs) you for coming.
3: No no worries. I it's still a free show, and a free show is a free show. (laughs) It's a free show. Free free ninety-nine. Yeah, it's three hours of
1: stuff. Wonderful.
3: Yeah, it's like I I can watch some gay nostalgia shit for (laughs) a couple hours.
1: Yeah, so today we're seeing Wicked. I'm very excited. Um, (laughs) I can tell.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We were originally supposed to go see Aladdin.
1: Yeah, well, we were going to see Aladdin, and then the entire cast caught the plague, so... <laughs> and they've
0: been postponed until the yeah. So Aladdin tw- oh, shut yeah. down
1: for like two whole weeks.
0: Yeah. Um, Thankfully, we were able to get tickets last minute.
1: Yeah. I guess this was this was just a sign because that was going to be the first one where uh, Kaveh like wrote the notes and headed I spent up. Spent so much <laughs> I spent like
3: six minutes. I, making really, those notes. I really wanted to hear yeah, your input. It's funny too. because I was like, like you got me copied. Yeah, yeah right. there
1: was a major error in there, and we were like, oh boy, we're gonna get him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And instead, we have to go see Wicked. Broadway <laughs> is
0: racist, and they shut down the one Middle Eastern one, which is mm-hmm. I was really
1: upset once about. Again, once again. Once again. Yeah, now we have the, the fake discrimination of green people. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, you know, all lives matter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, your dad who's like, I don't discriminate against anybody. Black, white, green. green you know, this yeah, is yeah, that musical. Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. <laughs> Uh, there wasn't that movie, right, where, with the, the cop and the guy that Max Landis wrote? What was that?
1: Bright.
3: Bright, right?
1: <laughs> oh, you mean, of, you I never mean, watched it. Yeah. You
3: mean Lindsay? Yeah, I've <laughs> capitalized on that one. <laughs> yeah, like, she invented whinging with that video. Yeah. She was just like, fairy lives don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> fairy lives don't, <laughs> don't matter. <today." laughs>
1: yeah, that was a, yeah, we we cranked that one out in like two weeks. Yeah, that that was, was definitely one of our faster ones.
3: Back when it was a pleasure, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, back when I had energy. Yeah, because when, like, we were, uh, you know, just walking around reminiscing about how all the shows we used to see when we were, you know, in college, and it was just like, we had energy. Where did it go? We were young. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: called being over 30, it just kills you.
1: A couple days ago, we saw yeah. Venom, like, the, the night he got here. And it was a 9 p.m. screening. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> and he still fell
3: asleep. I fell asleep. on passed out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I, and it slowly got, it used to be, like, midnight. They're like, ah,
0: 1045. 10.45. 10.45. Yeah, 7 like, p.m. I'm like, okay, that's my cutoff. Like, yeah. That's me getting
3: wild. I was like, I can't. Like, yeah. I like, I'll, if, once it's past 8.15, I'm like, <sighs> But then I'm going to have to get a taxi home. Yeah, that's a whole thing. We
1: just can't do it. Party's
0: done. So Wicked is a a show for
1: moms and the young, I guess. So why
0: don't I do some Wicked notes before we all fall asleep? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so Wicked is a Broadway musical with music and lyrics by Stephen Schwartz and book by Winnie Holtzman. It is based on the 1995 Gregory Maguire novel, Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West. Have you guys read it?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: thumbs up, thumbs down? It's, it's uh, will
1: we'll get Yeah, we'll,
3: yeah, we'll get we'll
2: there. Get. Okay.
0: The novel, described <laughs> as a political, social, and ethical commentary on the nature of good and evil.
2: Oh, girl. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not animal farms. Yeah, we it, we live nature.
1: in a society <laughs> called Oz.
0: Takes place in the land of Oz in the years leading to Dorothy's arrival. The story centers on Alphaba, the misunderstood, smart and fiery girl of emerald green skin who grows that's, up that's to become Wikipedia's the notorious wicked witch. Not mine. Okay. Smart
1: and fiery, huh? Yeah, it's smart. like it's kind of like how Sans is described as smart, but
3: it's <laughs> very <Is laughs> YA protagonist and yeah. Like she's different. She's not like other girls. What was the
0: thing we used for uh, Frozen that that we had pulled that had some ridiculous oh, yeah, description it was like of his,
1: it? Like his wacky sidekick, the reindeer, <laughs> uh, lovable snowman.
3: Uh, yeah, lovable would Real never back. would. Never Never go back. Yeah. Olaf far. was like lovable snowman. Mm.
0: Uh, and Glinda, the beautiful blonde, popular girl who grows up to become Glinda the Good Witch of the South. Well, the musical does. In the book, Glinda isn't a major character as major a character.
1: Yeah, she's she really not in like to my memory. Again, it's been like twenty years since I read yeah, it's, it.
3: It's, it's, she's not really prominent, which is why I felt cheated. Yeah. <laughs> she
1: got she got very uh her uh beefed up for the musical.
0: Okay. So she got a Elevated part.
1: Extra, they call it on T V tropes. Yes. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, let's see. The musical is not super faithful to the book. Lyricist and composer Stephen Schwartz said, primarily we are interested in the relationship between Galinda, who becomes Glinda, and Elphaba, the friendship of these two women and how their characters lead them to completely different destinies. It was nominated for a bunch of Tonys, but actually lost Best Musical to Avenue Q. sucks. I remember C- that. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I.
3: I, Oh, I I like Avenue Q. I know I'm I'm, like the
1: lone Avenue Q hater. I just like to me, it just represents like the worst of like South Park humor. Two (laughs) thousands, like it's okay if you don't care about anything. Yeah, it's very South Park humor. Yeah, it's very like you know, mid 2000s centrist, you know, the fact that like, you, you know, like for now as a song, it's like the more I like look back on it, the more I'm like, I get that this musical as a like, whole concept was just one big old cope, but I think mm-hmm. it was a bad cope. <laughs> I think it had a lot of bad shit in it. And also I just didn't think the central
0: premise was very funny. I was just distracted by the puppeteers. Cause I thought it was right. More Cause puppety. you
1: like, you think yeah. they at least have masks on, yeah, or like they're but like, dressed, they're just like, out there. Like, like, yeah. Making faces. It was a bunch of <laughs>
0: ventriloquists really is what it was. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, sort of yeah, what yeah, threw yeah. me off about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, I, I I did not see that coming, honestly. Because yeah. I didn't know that they just they're just ventriloquists instead of like doing it like Sesame Street, right. where it would just mm-hmm. be like behind a um countertop or right, something.
0: Right. Which if they had just pitched as a bunch of ventriloquists, I would have been like, okay, like mentally prepared for that. But yeah. then I was like super distracted by that
2: when I saw it. I th- that.
1: I think there's just something about um the the conceit of let's take the child thing and make it like boobies yeah that <laughs> right, right. is the adult animation oh, pipeline uh, like,
0: the 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 puppet movie the, that, the
1: happy time yeah, yeah
0: yeah 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 and it's just yeah. like
1: i in the ju- grave i i just I, I mean i realized that that since <laughs> avenue q came out has just mm-hmm. been so done to death but even then it was just like uh, come on, you know it's just kind of lame. It's just like, wow, it, we're gonna give the the, the Sesame Street titties. Wow, okay, right. that's that's my bad. Sorry, a
0: puppet, but with boobs.
3: Yeah, I can make you feel.
0: It reminds me in uh, what was it, Half Bake, where John Stewart's like, "Have you ever looked at the twenty dollar bill on weed?" <laughs> sort of yes, me. I
3: have actually.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so Avenue Q made a huge deal out of this, and it's marketing boasting about having beaten the Wicked Witch. But yeah, then- I also <laughs> thought that was,
1: like, really a bad taste. Like, I am not a fan of Wicked, but, like, even when, I remember when it won, because I was, like, that was, like, right when I started college, and they, Avenue Q, like...
0: All over the place. Because
1: they, they didn't expect to win, because, you know, Tony's is basically, it's, like, not really a quality contest. It's a popularity contest. Yeah. What? it's not like- That's so
0: unlike all the wow. other awards. Well,
1: okay, here's the thing. Like, Oscars, <laughs> the most, the one that makes the most money doesn't usually win. Tony right. mm-hmm. Tony's nine times out of 10. That is the case. Oh, okay. yeah, that is, Unless yeah, yeah. it's like a weird year where it's like, you have something like dear Evan Hansen, Hansen. or, uh, Hadestown or like the only options available are kind mm-hmm. of critical darlings. Okay. Um, but I guess that is changing since like the big blockbusters now are, um, Disney properties and they're kind of like, no Disney thing will ever
3: win. They're like, they're <laughs> like, they're like, they're like it's, it's like the, uh, the Kardashian at the Met gala. It's like, all right, but you gotta bring <laughs> Kanye. Like you can't, you can't, you can't just come by yourself. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see. In addition to being long running, it is also extremely long. Only five minutes shorter than Les Mis. Oh, God. I do not look forward to the day when we have to watch Les Miz.
1: Well, it's only five minutes longer than this. Rocking which hell. you actually advocated for, so yeah. I don't want to hear I it. I just, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Your prep time, yeah. This is your your prep. like we we could have seen come from away, which would have been one hundred dollars less per person. Oh goodness! But no,
2: I, I put myself into this position.
1: <laughs> I think we should do Wicked. Think of the clicks. Yeah, you right. See <laughs> the algorithm yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the, the, the kids want us Listen, to do. Listen, I'm Wicked. thinking of the fans. Everyone's right, there's more seen Wicked, Wicked, Wicked fans Wicked.
0: probably than anything else. I don't
1: know. We get way more requests for Come From Away than we do for Listen, Wicked. Listen, in March
0: 2016, <laughs> Wicked surpassed a billion dollars in total. So I would assume that that means there's quite a lot of them.
3: Better than Thanos.
2: Go
0: ahead. Uh, <laughs> topical. Uh, In total, Broadway Revenue <laughs> joining both <laughs> Phantom of the Opera and The Lion King is the only Broadway shows to do so. In 2017, we could surpass The Phantom of the Opera. Okay, another reason why it's good. Uh, as Broadway's second highest grossing musical, trailing only behind The Lion King. I've been throwing a lot of Phantom shade this year
3: you, you have. Yeah. You've been like.
0: I'm just coming out salty. swinging.
2: Show me yeah. where the
3: Phantom hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> Show us on the tall. yeah. yeah Go back yeah, to you, episode you have been six. Like, I don't know which one was yeah, it. Yeah,
1: exceptionally salty about Phantom lately.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah It's it's playful, you know. Noteworthy that it is the only long-running musical not to have won the Tony for Best Musical.
1: It's somewhat unusual for something to run a really long time and not win Best Musical. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not always the case, obviously. Like uh, Mamma Mia didn't win Best Musical. This didn't win Best Musical, but it's sort of like it's it's an outlier in the fact that it has run such a long time and it is still going so strong and is like still so expensive and so very sold out, which is kind of interesting because it has a similar, um, or at least it did have a similar audience to the Beetlejuice, I would say, at least back in the beginning when Mm -hmm. it was like teenage girls liked it and related to it. And I think Steven Schwartz had a good you know, finger on the pulse as t- in terms of, like, what would appeal to people about this story and kind of cut out a lot of the, like, political shit in the book and, because, who cares, and, you know, made it a little gay and made Glinda's part almost as
3: big as Alphaba's part. It has a lot of really big, like, because I'm thinking about it in terms of time, it's like it's very much that YA energy where people really yeah it was like YA see. before YA yeah it really was like leading like these like young female protagonists who are like a little bit different, but then like the cool guy notices them and it's like oh
2: shit, <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> guess who's secretly yeah. the most special?
1: It really does feel like a dry run for Frozen like you know it's kind of like how the king and i is the dry run for the sound of music yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. wicked is the f- dry run for frozen you know i guess sort of like the guess the difference with frozen is their sisters yeah. uh, but otherwise it's like they have you know there's like the the guy who's also there but doesn't really matter Yeah, right. Adina and Menzel. Uh, <laughs> they have the exact same song yeah. you'll you'll know it when you hear it whatever you're like oh that's the let it go Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> it has a let it go um i think it's better than let it go
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely remember being a teenager and my, like, having my iPad on. I'm like, So if you are been me, like, just like <laughs> <you> just look <laughs> to the west, sky. <laughs> I think I'll try to
2: fight gravity and you can pull me down. Like, Idina <laughs> Menzel with
1: her weird, like, I'm being choked way of singing. Yeah. like Which, you know. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I'm into it. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it was very much like, it is definitely hit Some of me. us are into that. Don't yeah. No don't, don't don't judgment. Don't no, it's shame
1: me.
0: It's 2021. We're all open. It's Whatever. A pin. We're all open yeah. to
1: Idina Menzel's weird way of singing.
0: Uh, so, remind me again when did you guys each see it for the first time?
1: Uh, I saw it when I was in college with my mother I think it must it was student rush of some sort okay uh, because I know we didn't pay full price. because um, the way student rush works is usually you get two tickets per student ID and at the time I don't know how it, like I feel like student rush isn't really a thing anymore. Mm. Yeah and which is which is a shame because like I don't know if we've ever really talked about student rush, but basically, I think Hamilton's the only one that really aggressively still does it and they don't do it for students. They just do a lottery. And the lottery is statistically still just impossible Impossible. to win. I've never won it. I think I know one person who has won it. And generally you have to live in New York to just statistically – you have to do it every day. And eventually you might win it. But the way Student Rush worked was like – it was sort of the policy of each individual show Mm -hmm. would be like either you come at this time of day and we release these seats in this row or, you know, we will – sell to you the canceled seats for X amount of money or you get the back row for X amount of money. So like, uh, for the producers, I, like it would, and some of it would just be students. Like for rent, it was a student lottery okay. and I won that fucker twice. <laughs>
2: oh, okay, I don't even
1: like rent. Yeah, it was for rent. Yeah. yeah. I was like you Both times I gave it to someone who actually wanted to yeah. see it. So I'm not completely heartless. Um, <laughs> I
0: assume these people weren't your friends. That's why yeah. you gave it to Well, they're them not anymore, <laughs> <gasps> no, oh,
1: I <laughs> yeah. um and cabaret was just student rush and you buy it on the day and it was always the last row so i saw cabaret in the last row i think at least four or five times No way. um it's a really tiny theater though so okay. it's perfectly fine okay. um studio 54 I, oh, I miss studio 54 studio 54 so good um three penny opera which was very shortly run but it was an interesting one where they sold uh the canceled seats mm. and uh the first night I saw it was like opening night mm-hmm. and because I was like a big fan of the cast and it was a new translation by Wallace Shawn oh no way Ooh. yeah and um, <laughs> Wallace so, Shawn yeah that Wallace Shawn <laughs> inconceivable so because like Wallace Shawn's real passion is he's a playwright uh, fun fact and so mm-hmm. he's like a big Broadway guy and yeah. it was the cast was Alan Cumming Anna Gasteyer Whoa. Nellie McKay and Cindy Lauper
2: holy Ooh, shit yeah you yeah. I, yeah, I so had, had to fucking be, you lineup, had to yeah. go yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm
1: like well I've got Cindy Lauper stories just from that one show but basically like so we were in the second row and it was like the second night of the show or something and then like we look over and who is like sauntering in but Wallace Shawn nice. and his very young girlfriend sat right down right next to us That's and awesome. we watched this entire show with the, the three penny opera next to Wallace Shawn of the, the
3: Ferengi <laughs> <laughs> With our best friend. Yeah, and so, like, and he was
1: really nice because, like, because I think he knew, like, he, I'm going to get recognized. Yeah. And What's so, his name? It's, yeah. uh,
2: I forget. Quark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and so, like, enjoy the play. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hope you enjoyed the show,
2: <laughs> Um, so, like, during
1: intermission, like, uh, we were like, we really cause I really do love that translation. That is like my favorite translation of three printing opera, period. Um, and so we were like, we really like it. And he's like, Oh, thank you. And uh <laughs> we he we were like, So what's the cast like? And he was like, Well, Nellie Mackay, we are so blessed. We you know we 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 she was such a find. Alan Cumming well, he's well cast for the part. Oh, no. he, he was playing Mac the Cumming night, shade. and yeah, he just started throwing shade at Alan Cumming. Whoa. And like, what? and in like a, a later performance, we were at the stage door. Alan Cumming started like throwing shade at the rest of. There was there was oh.
2: beef.
1: <laughs> 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 pretty, pretty <laughs> was this this production that nobody remembers. Anyway, so this is all a very long winded way of saying student rush used was to be good. a thing. You used yeah. To have experiences yeah, it was great, and it's, a, it's like a bummer because like the reason it's student rush is for college and high school students. To experience a to be, thing that yeah, they yeah. normally can't afford. Yeah. And they don't do it anymore, and it sucks.
0: They did something like that. I told you, remember when I went to see Six? It was just all teenage girls. I think there must have been something. I think that something. was field trips. Was that a field trip? That yeah. wasn't like part of some Teenage no. Rush thing? Okay. Oh, no, no, no. no.
1: That, not, especially not previews. They Lucky. don't do Student Rush for previews. Because <laughs> yes. Six was in previews. It was previews. awesome.
0: I mean, that was part of what was so fun about yeah. it. it. was like they were so yeah, excited. you saw
1: it when it was full of kids, and yeah. we saw it when it was full of adults. And I was like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: was like a total energy into yeah. it. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is actually
1: really fun. I guess we got the more sedate adult audience.
3: Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm just there, like living my like history nerd life, yeah. and Ed Lindsay's yeah. like, "This isn't even a real musical." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because like when uh, at the end they're like,
1: "Well, who was Henry the Sixth's wife?" and like, Princess is like,
3: "Elizabeth Leone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they're like, Yeah, they just listing them off. Like nobody remembers who this historical figure is, and Princess is just
0: Excuse like,
3: "Excuse me, well
1: actually." <laughs> No one remembers who
3: had read The Seventh Wife was like, it's Elizabeth of York, dude. You know? <laughs> I was like, please don't play me. Okay. So,
1: like, some of us actually were paying attention and do have an interest in the topic at hand,
3: Six Wives. Yeah, there are there are enough stars series about the Tudors of Plantagenets that we know what we're talking
0: That's about. That's true. So, Princess, when did you see Wicked for the first
3: time? I saw Wicked for the first time probably like four or five years ago. Okay. And it felt like a mecca like I was like it was like I was because like, like, it was such a big part of like my teenage life like mm-hmm. I used to make Disney and Avatar the Last Airbender AMVs on YouTube <laughs> explain to this yeah, I was gentleman like okay. so, um, they're <laughs> animated music videos so oh, okay. you would like take clips from like a Disney thing or like mm-hmm. whatever and match them to a song basically okay. turn yeah. them into like a a usually it usually would be okay. like wake me up it's <laughs> a lot, yeah yeah Evanesc- <laughs> a, lot, a, a lot of Linkin <laughs> Park you know a lot of new yeah. metal yeah uh, so, I did a bunch to Wicked. Okay. So, I got really into it. I think I did like three Defying Gravity. <laughs> okay. I did that's like. good
0: editing exercise, yeah. probably. I think right? that's the Let It Go. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I did like a bunch of like Zutara, which is like Zuko and Guitar, like videos do, from do that. Do you know what Zuko and Guitar
0: are? Zuko oh, and Guitar. Oh,
1: <laughs>
3: Oh God! Explain him uh, what Nickelodeon is. It's yes. oh God. Okay. All right.
0: Is this Take Avatar thing? Yeah. It's Avatar
2: okay. yeah. So, so there's a, two Avatar characters. characters that
3: I shipped and I made like songs to them. So like it was a really exciting thing for me to finally see Wicked. Okay. And uh, my uh, ex at the, my ex boyfriend took us because his mother worked in theater, so she always got us really good theater tickets. Nice. And um, I saw it, and I was like slightly let down. But I had a great time. Okay. I'm glad I finally got to see it. But I was just like, so this is what it's like. All right, all right. (laughs) So this is
1: the whole package.
3: Yeah, it's like the first time I had sex, it's like, oh, so... Oh, a, yeah, it's like, I've been reading okay. fiction for so long, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's so great. And I have like, this is fine. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, It'll do. Okay, maybe it gets better later. Yeah, mm-hmm. with a different later. cast. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly, exactly. Different cast. <laughs> yeah. Not we'll just, the old, yeah. switch I, out the cast and I didn't have it's a the OVC. Yeah. So I can't, you know, I'll never yeah. know what it was really supposed to feel like. <laughs> yeah. oh,
2: so
0: did it. you only see it that one time? Yeah, I've only seen okay. it that
3: one time. But I like marathon the soundtrack, like. Growing Oop. up, like I, I pretty much know all the words like dancing through life, for okay. for good. Uh, of course, defying gravity, wonderful. Yeah, I've, I'm really into the music.
0: Okay, so the songs are good, is what it seems like. Oh, I don't think your, so. No. I think they
3: suck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: she, she, but you don't think yeah. they suck? No,
2: You're I don't. But, I, but you out. have to remember,
1: I was
3: fifteen. <laughs> yeah. I was a target. Sure. I
1: mean, okay, audience let me stuff. take that back. I think that it has some good songs in it, but like as a proportion, because you look at something like Hades Town, it
3: mm-hmm. doesn't have any duds. You know, yeah. like Wicked is like fifty percent duds. Um, yeah, I think I think like the best songs are all kind of like the girl pop ballads, yeah. and then every lot of it's I like just popular. Like, I love popular. Like I, I like um. Loathing, yeah. I loathing really, is fun.
1: Yeah, I, I remember there being a lot of Invader Zim AMVs for that. Yeah, loathing. yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made one of Hades and Frollo for loathing. <laughs> oh, <wow>. Yeah, <laughs> for your face, your voice. Yes, yeah, so I think like there's a lot of like really good poppy songs in it, but I could definitely see it as someone who is well versed in the theatrical. theater. I mean, I
1: just like the ballads are so boring. Yeah, they're, they're very cliche. And like, I think the other thing is like the the there's a love interest.
3: Oh, fear. Yeah. Era. yeah, yeah and like everything cares. that he
1: touches is boring
3: although I do like dancing through life like but it's more of an ensemble song than just his but it is very like there are wicked is both very generic with like really spectacular moments but if you take the whole of it it is kind of mediocre okay but I but I but I enjoy the things that are really good about it okay and they reached me at the right time yeah, so yeah. I'm like, it sounds like I'll, that's a I'll always part dig part of it, it yeah. but I but I did see it for the first time I was like Mm.
1: So, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's the thing. It's like, it's kind of hard to hate because it is kind of mediocre. Like, I don't think there's anything to latch onto like Phantom, like a main character. You're yeah. like, this is inexcusable. Because, you know, Wicked is like, we were talking about like the Grendel to Wicked pipeline. Yeah, like, yeah. This, this trend of like, well, I guess really it's the paradise lost to wicked pipeline or frozen arguably, mm-hmm. where it's like this trend of uh let's take a popular thing and yeah. retell it from the villain's point of view. Right, right, right. And maybe the villain had a good point. And in the case of Wicked, there basically needed to be some like major revision of Oz lore in order for that to work. Because mm-hmm. like Grendel doesn't do that. Um Grendel is the, a Beowulf retelling from Grendel's point of view. Yeah. And it does it doesn't do the thing where it really changes anything. It's just Beowulf from Grendel's point of view, but Wicked changes, like... A lot. A lot.
3: And <laughs> okay. it, it, it also, I think the thing about it, too, is, like, it's just very cynical. Like, I've read... Two of his books, like I read. Mary right, that Mary. was my
1: thing with it, because like Wicked, the musical is very sincere. Yeah, Wicked mm-hmm. the book, I'm like, how did you get this, this musical out of this yeah. book? It is a deeply cynical book,
3: and it's got like weird sexual trauma. Like oh. that's what, yeah. And and just the whole Dorothy aspect is just very weird because just get like, oh my god, water, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dorothy's
1: an idiot. Yeah, like yeah. I guess like as a writer of deeply cynical books, I'm like this. I mean, I think my problem with Gregory Maguire as a writer is like he kind of editorializes on his protagonists mm-hmm. in the point of view. So it's not really from the pr- protagonist's point of view, even if it is like third person. Well, it's, it's kind of th- third person omniscient, right. mm-hmm. But like, he'll be like dissing his characters he's as he's, the writing, he's writing, writing their it, points yeah. of view. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I guess this is a stylistic choice. It just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I. it's just,
3: uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like as I read Mirror, Mirror, I, or The Ugly Stepsister, one of the two, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it's just like, it feels like not great Angela Carter because I really like Angela Carter's re- re- like retellings of fairy tales like that's one of my favorite genres. But I think that his is always like this like very dark like what you said like just very cynical. And then at the end you don't really feel satisfied. I felt very unsatisfied reading Wicked, and I think that it is part of why I think the juxtaposition between that and the musical are just so in, in yeah. my head because I'm just like how are these related. Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. they don't even make sense together.
1: Right, cuz I do honestly feel like like again, I'm not a huge fan of the musical, but I think that like they they did make some super major changes which we can talk about yeah. later and I honestly think they were smart. Like Yeah, I think it's that's a much, the reason much better people product. Like it. Yeah. yeah, there's like cuz it's so like I guess the the thing about like whenever you go for like dark cynical endings, mm-hmm. there has to be a reason for it, you know, like a thematic reason yeah. or mm-hmm. it's like going Moral somewhere or a some plot reason, yeah. Say, yeah. And in the book it, it like I know that there are reasons for it but like the way it's written and this sort of like detached affect is it genuinely it doesn't feel like Mm -hmm. there's much motivation for the um, you know the bad way everything turns out it just kind of feels you know a little bit nihilistic and you know the musical is I guess kind of it's dumber it's much dumber than the book but also it's like I I think there's a reason you know because people like feeling like oh okay so that wasn't all pointless and it's Mm. fine I guess yeah
3: it's like a generic feel good thing that's how I felt like I was saying about with Mamma Mia like I was just Oh, I feel really happy after watching yeah, that. Yeah. Like that's a really good feeling good to feel feeling. after you're going yeah. to something. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. Why Meryl Streep liked it after 911. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah. say
0: I feel like that's a good thing for right now too, is just yeah. to, like have something that makes you feel good rather than like humanity's terrible because yeah. we've seen enough of that lately. And I
3: also feel like and I kind of made thing like the book, I don't think, earns the political satire it's trying to yeah. do. It's like, this really? is not Animal Farm. Like, yeah. they yeah. not, you're not really reinventing that, the Because that wheel.
1: is the, the central conceit, is that Elphaba is kind of like an eco-terrorist. Yeah. Oh. Um, you know, because in this universe, uh, animals are, you know, sentient, or some of them are. Um, mm-hmm. But they're... Um, Discriminated against, okay. and uh, so that's her deal. Is she's like an animal radical and protects them. Okay. Um, Very and I guess that sort of also <laughs> makes the end of the musical not really make sense because <laughs> she kind of
3: <but> she's like <laughs> deuces. <Yeah. laughs> I got my man now. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: yeah, it's like we, we can talk about that later. Yeah, uh, we
2: should probably to break.
0: Yeah, yeah we got to go see this show.
1: We got to go spend eight hours in the dark. <laughs> yeah. All right,
0: we're gonna go watch it and come back. This episode is sponsored by CuriosityStream, a subscription streaming service with thousands of documentaries and non-fiction titles, such as, can a computer write a hit musical? In a world becoming ever more technologically advanced and reliant upon computers, a team of scientists and musical theater writers team up to devise a recipe for success in musical theater, and then task computers to use that knowledge and generate a hit. Suffice it to say, If you like this podcast, this one sounds pretty relevant. You can also get access to our streaming video service, Nebula, when you sign up for CuriosityStream using our code at curiositystream.com slash The Streamy Award-nominated Nebula is a video streaming platform built by and for creators. So you got Nebula, why CuriosityStream? Nebula is a place for smaller indie education-type creators to try out new ideas that might not work out on YouTube. With Nebula, you can see original video essays, films, tone poems, all kinds of stuff from creators like Cat Black, Sarah Zedd, and of course, our very own friend, Lindsay Ellis. Right now, you can get Stream and Nebula for only $2.99 a month or $15 for the full year by visiting curiositystream.com slash musicalsplaining. Once you use the code, you'll get a welcome email from Nebula, giving you access to all the glory that is CuriosityStream and Nebula. All right, everybody, we are back from the ad break. And through the miracle of editing, you will not know that it's been a month <laughs> since we saw that show.
1: Now, now we have an opportunity. Yes. Since there's big, wicked news.
3: Big, news. wicked news.
0: That's why we waited this long, because we could see the future. We knew that this was going to happen, and we didn't want to tell you guys until the time was right.
3: Yeah, it was a hazy vision, but we saw it. One day, there'd be a confusion about who was cast as these characters. <laughs> I mean, I'm
1: honestly pretty surprised because this has been in production since like 2005. Yeah. yeah. Like, or at least it's kind of been in some stage of green lit and, you know, Universal's been like, it's coming, it's coming. And since this isn't produced by Disney, that means we have to root for it. So. <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: Um, we will get into the casting of wicked, the feature film in a little bit, but first We're going to do a recap of what the story is, which we were all struggling to remember specifically
2: (laughs) before we started recording. The
1: first half is pretty easy. Like, I guess that's the interesting thing about wicked is like the first half, the musical begins with the wicked, Witch is dead. And Glenda's like, yay, the wicked, Witch is dead. And everybody's like, well, didn't you used to be her friend? Yeah. Flashback. And then, um, we're back in our school days where we meet, uh, Elphaba, galinda with an uh that's right it was before and, she changed her name yeah in solidarity with the working class of <laughs> animals um, of the gods <laughs> yeah it's and uh also we meet nessa rose uh alphaba's even more problematic sister so, so problematic
3: sister. oh my god <laughs>
1: yeah I, mean, I just like i got tagged in this tiktok that was like so angry at ableism in broadway and like they mm-hmm. were mad about phantom but they were particularly mad about wicked mm. and i was like you do know that i am i'm am not here to defend wicked ma'am <laughs> sir <laughs> sir this is an
0: arby's <laughs> like
1: yeah i'm like of of the people in this room i am not the wicked defender um, so they meet at they, school. So they meet and through a comedy of errors, Alphaba and Galinda end up becoming roommates. They hate each other. Uh, and then all of a sudden the love interest shows up and he sucks. Um, <laughs> no, let's back
0: up. The love interest starts when the play starts and they meet at school. Get it? Ha uh-huh. ha. Because huh? they're in love with each other. That was my point.
3: Oh, right, right, <laughs> right. right. Because it's, it's pride. pride. it's gay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. The fake the, love the interest fake, shows up the later. The secondary love, yeah, yeah, the love triangle. Quote unquote,
0: love, love interest. interest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So his name is Fierro, and he's like Ooh, this I kept calling weirdly Guy Fieri, watered too. down <laughs> Disney prince.
0: He's not even a himbo. Yeah. He's just sort of like boring.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's really boring, which is weird, because in the book, he's like, I mean, in a way, it's probably good that they went this r- route, because he's he's kind of in extremely indigenous coded in the book like Oh uh,
2: really?
1: Yeah, he's I, I guess like my read is kind of Polynesian cuz he's he's covered in tattoos but oh. you know he's a winky. Those are the blue guys at defend uh the witch's castle at the end of the movie. Oh, slash, I didn't
0: uh, know that. Okay, okay.
1: Yes, he's like the king, the prince of the winkies or something. Uh, he's a deeply boring character and they fight over him for a little bit and uh for some reason. no lie i mean that's so hetero <laughs> and uh you know this is like where this is like do we need this it's a much more central thing in the um in the book i feel like we could have cut hero from the musical and not lost anything I may mean, arguably even gained something just kind of like have our yeah have our little you know just just make it text just with all the pride yeah. stuff they had outside,
2: yeah.
3: they had so they had so much pride stuff outside of the theater. It was truly offensive because it's like I, we were walking towards it and towards the theater, and you see them with this pride thing of Elphaba and uh, Glinda, and you're just like, and yet they're gonna slap each other uh-huh. over a dude in the second act. Yeah, half.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. The entire show
1: is basically like some degree of fighting over a guy. So basically, they do some school stuff. Nessa Rose falls in love with a munchkin named Bach, who mm-hmm. also sucks. Um, <laughs> then we we learn that the animals in Oz are uh, persecuted underclass, and like the there's like the token goat. I think he actually uses him the word token goat to
2: token describe goat. himself. Yeah,
3: yeah, the token animal on the faculty. Sadly, so he's it's the token not played animal. by Jim
0: Brewer doing the Goat Boy. I thought it was.
3: I <laughs> <laughs> was. I understood
1: that reference. <laughs> We're old. Um, <laughs> so in in the book, like they're the uh, capital A animals, the ones that are able to talk. Although, if I if memory serves, I think in in the Oz books, all animals can talk, or at least they have the option to. Because I think in a later book, you find out that like Toto, like oh, why can't talk. Toto talk? Yeah, well, Toto can talk. Toto just doesn't feel like it. Mm. Is the it's sort is, of like Nibbler from
0: Futurama, is what it sounds like.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Is there another movie where like there are some animals that get to, oh, I, I guess Zootopia is the one I'm thinking of, right? Where like they get, they sort of,
1: uh, they,
3: they de-evolve, get de evolved. Yeah, to, Speaking like of be more pro- wild. problematic allegories. Yeah. yeah, oh gosh. I even just think of like just to bring it back to Disney, like Goofy's a dog and he can talk, but Pluto is subjugated. <laughs> he lost <laughs> his yeah. It's So weird. <laughs> Pluto,
1: Pluto, had to go through the. Operation, as they call it.
0: So basically, uh, Alphaba is like uh, sort of the activist. She sides with the goat man, I guess, not the goat boy. She sides with goat man, and (laughs) she sides
1: with the goat man.
0: Fights for his humanity, which is a weird term. I guess goat manity,
1: personhood.
0: Yeah, personhood, and for some reason they start cracking down on animals teaching. Cause it's too much riffraff, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's, it's like a scapegoat literally. Oh <laughs> shit. Oh, wow. I didn't even Bring think about that. <laughs> yeah.
0: And he gets taken away.
1: So he's taken away. Uh, some more stuff happens. She meets a uh, cub version of the cowardly lion. Um, and then we go to Oz and we're going to meet the wizard, uh, Glinda and Alphaba, and they do. And of course we find out that the system is corrupt mm-hmm. and, uh, everything is like not what sh- oh no i didn't realize that you know the system was corrupt this is terrible uh, that that the wizard and, and friends yes. are basically at the at the root of all this anti animal discrimination and so we we got to change it and and glenda's like no I think I'd rather stay behind and be a collaborator.
0: <laughs> we have to wor- change the system from within. How else could you do yeah, it, right? Very
1: centrist. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's where defying gravity happens. And it's a very weird number because they're both very cool with each other's decision. Like, they don't leave on bad terms. <laughs> and um, so then Alphabet flies the of off one. and that's the yeah. end of Act
3: One. And then it goes all downhill from there. <laughs>
0: It's just sort yeah. of like a descending slope of like your act 2B where just everything keeps going wrong.
1: Yeah, well act act 1 is like fine. You know, I just like, I don't remember why I was so down on it. It's like, it's not remarkable, but it's fine. And then you see the
3: second act and you're like, oh, oh. yeah, it's like <laughs> there it is. it's like that meme. They really guys had that first half. I'm not going to lie, because I remember like after the after the, <laughs> after the first act, I saw Kaveh and I had like goosebumps from defining gravity. Yeah. And so did Kaveh. We're both like, oh, this We're both is actually, like,
0: what the fuck? That
3: was actually pretty dope. And then they start doing all the Oz references, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is boring. (laughs) Yeah, so the the first act doesn't differ
1: too, too much from the book. The second act does. Uh, Let's see. I'm having to look at the Wikipedia article because, like, I saw this when I was in college, and it had been, been like, almost 20 years since I'd seen it. And Mm -hmm. so I remembered the first act pretty well, and I couldn't remember what happened in the second act. And I was like, well, this just must be time passing. There must be a good reason for that. The reason is, like, the second act is just nonsense.
0: The second act is more about like she's essentially a fugitive on the run and it's her trying to like make right what she thinks is messed up still, but she's not able to.
1: She's a fugitive on the run, but also love triangle is still Mm choo-chooing and we have to jam in as many references to the Wizard of Oz as we possibly can.
0: Yeah, and everyone gets It's so like the origin story, too. Yeah. Is that not yeah, in the yeah, books, the cool. origin of, like, the scarecrow and the lion no. and all
1: that? No. I mean, the scarecrow thing is, like, kind of an asterisk, sort of, but I guess we can get to that. I'm reading. I'm, like, looking at the Wikipedia article trying to um, this is th- <laughs> remember what happened. So, Act 2 begins with Glinda being like, hi, everybody. I'm a collaborator now. She's got some, like, office in Oz. Like, she holds some, like, official position as the good witch. Mm-hmm. Nessa Rose is now the governor of Munchkinland because uh, the father, who was the previous governor, died, and she's like an authoritarian. She's destroyed all the Munchkins' rights, so her her boyfriend won't leave her. Is the reason?
3: And also, it, it, feels comes out of, it comes out her, of right? nowhere. I was like, I was like, "Well, why are yeah, you a tyrant? That. I don't understand." Because ableism, yeah. like I don't <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. that's that's really what it. That's really comes down to. <laughs>
1: It is very odd because like in the first half, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty nice. You know, they're like, uh, and then no, no, I completely had forgotten about that. So Alphaba uh, gives her the power to walk with the ruby slippers, but uh, Bach isn't A- after, feeling it. I'm sorry, he- after
0: showing up and literally coming out of the closet, mind you,
2: yeah, just yeah. to <laughs> sort of fully add
0: to like the the sort of queer lore of it. I was like, OK, yeah. this is not subtle. yeah. Uh, literally appears because she hasn't seen her in a long time, appears out of the closet. And also by this point,
1: she has like this uh, grimoire. She has this book that ha- like only Book can read for some reason. Oh, right, she's right. got the magic. And so she like, she doesn't really know how it works. She just knows that it works some of the time. Uh, the grimmery, sorry. And uh, so she like uses it to make Nessa able to walk and then accidentally turns Bach into the tin man. Because
2: mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> he has no heart.
1: Sense. It's just yeah and uh, he's heartless now and uh, he comes back later to besmirch Alphaba for doing this and the cowardly lion comes back and he's like look well, look at what the coward look at what a coward she made him because she scared him as a cub
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and so Nessa and Alphaba are now not on good terms so she uh, sees the wizard again <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then a she's, bunch of stuff and happens and Dorothy Dr. shows up the,
1: yeah, she sees Doctor Dillamond, who's uh, full goat can't now. talk now. Yeah. yeah, full he's gone full goat. So she says, "I'll be a collaborator too if you free your monkeys." And the wizard is like, "Okay, yeah." But then Fiero helps her escape, and then they have an incredibly long
0: in- song, in- incredibly, <laughs> incredibly believable love story <laughs> between just, the two of them. Yeah.
3: Oh god, it was so <laughs> much. I remember. And I think I love that song separate from its context, but it's like in the context, it's like. You guys are so boring, please go. Well, I think the weirdest thing is like
1: the staging. They're all downstage left on their knees the entire time. Yeah. Like there's no movement. And it's just like the fact that they're on their knees singing this like really, really long like ballad about how they love each other. And so that takes up about 30 percent of the second act.
0: (laughs) Is the second act shorter than the first act?
1: Yeah, second acts are always shorter. Usually,
0: yeah, but it feels like significantly shorter than the. Or it felt significantly shorter, despite it probably feeling like an eternity. It's because
3: there is nothing yeah. happening, and everything is yeah, like yeah, nothing song, really song, happens. Song, song, boom, boom, mm. joke.
1: So, not long after this, Dorothy shows up, and so Elphaba goes to get the shoes, and Glenda's like tough titties. I gave the shoes to this kid, <laughs> and uh, the Wizard's guards show up, and Fiero sacrifices himself, and. You know, he becomes, a, becomes scarecrow.
0: a scarecrow.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And so she accidentally turns him into a scarecrow in the way that she accidentally turned Bucket to the Tin Man um, in order to save him because they were like beating him up. And so she's like, I'm going to f- somehow make him not feel pain. So the solution here is scarecrow. Naturally. Uh, As you do. <laughs> um, and so. And then it's the just Citizens like, of Oz don't like this. Yeah.
0: It's very condensed. It's sort of like all the plot of like regular Wizard of Oz They just sort of skip through it to the end where they just yeah, go through like a great. It's like the last
1: thirty percent of the second act. Yeah. And so uh so she's like, I'm going to be the wicked witch. I'm I will become the Joker. She's Batman <laughs> She's,
0: she's like, like, I'll be whatever society neither, needs me to yeah.
3: be. <laughs> you get what you effing and deserve. Like the end of the Joker when he shoots Robert uh De Niro. He's like, I'm I'm the bad guy, duh. Duh, duh.
1: So uh, the citizens unite. War on Alphaba, and everybody's storming the castle after you know the wizard sends Dorothy to do a hit uh, on On Alphaba. And I, I I like uh, that was another thing I I remembered wrongly because I thought that the the book was like more coherent on this front, like where you know the book was like really she's like a political extremist that was the victim of a centrist government hit job. Um, And it's like, technically it's that, but mostly it's not that mostly it's a character piece. And the way it ends is doesn't really have anything to do with that at all. The way she like, you know, accidentally gets melted by water. But in the musical, she's like, Oh, no, everybody hates me. So in order to get my radical agenda through, I need a centrist who's already in Glinda. Here's my magic book.
0: Use the system
1: use the system. Work within the system and then I'm to going to fake my death. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to fake my death. Although she doesn't tell Glinda this, it is kind of set up like who would believe that you're allergic to water. Um, so she pretends to be melted. <laughs> and then later the scarecrow shows up and he's like, "Woo, it worked. Yeah. And then they we like, we them. S- sneak off into the not sunset together
0: no one must ever know that you're secretly alive, and then
1: yeah, and Glinda, you know, decides that we're gonna, you know, change the, the government from the inside, you know, all the while believing that her dear friend sacrificed her life. She didn't. The end. The end. And well, princess, how princess, did you feel yeah. upon your revisit of we're, Wicked?
0: <laughs> so I was, we were promised <laughs> hot takes. I told you to put them on the stove. I did. I just recording. was so
3: disappointed. I was like, it was the, such a surreal experience of like. Act one really pulling me back in because I was like, oh, this is fire. I remember these songs and like there were these women next to me and they were like having the best time. They were like, we've seen it 12 times. Some teenagers next to me. You know, (laughs) and like the vibes were all there. I'm like, oh, it's a little bit of a buildings Roman. I was like, this is cute. And then that second half took off and I was just like, what is this it's like so yeah <laughs> and I think it was just like it was the mixture of it not being funny like just them hammering like what like after uh Dorothy gets dropped on the ho- the house gets dropped on on Nessa Rose she's like what well, was she raised in the barn and it's like this is like a very serious moment. Like your sister just got gotted Yeah, you know, this is like your like your sister who was like one of the more dramatic elements in the yeah. whole show. Yeah, it's like her, and then everything with Nessa Rose was just really uncomfortable to watch. Like. The, the fact that like the walking scene happens I was like uh that's really gross like I just I found that mm-hmm. whole dynamic to just really be the thing that aged the poorest because mm-hmm. it's like you know she gets these shoes that enable her to walk and then it's like look Buck, I can walk so like now we can be together as if that was the thing that was keeping him from wanting to be with her it's like no it's because you you kind of crazy girl. Like he's in love with somebody yeah, else.
1: That's exactly what happens in Phantom, you know, where she's like, it's not cause
3: you're ug that I hate you. It's cause you're a bad, bad person. person. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that's like, the thing
0: that's
2: lost.
3: Yeah. She has like no personality. And then she just is like, well now I'm wicked too. So like, you know, yeah. and like I hate my sister because she did what I asked her to do. Like even that's really contrived. Cause I looked it up in the book as well. And like in the book, Ness is like a religious extremist because she doesn't, doesn't have arms and like it's a lot it's a lot more of her character study and why she's malevolent than like
2: mm-hmm.
3: my boyfriend don't like yeah then like boyfriend angst which <laughs> was really exhausting i think i walked away with yes. this there's a lot of boyfriend angst in this gay show yeah like they show. didn't
0: like the boyfriend and they're trying to work through that probably right
3: <laughs> right and then but i will say like i still overall really love the music even though our our alpha, but was not really hitting them notes. (laughs) Mm.
1: Yeah, we got the understudy. She was a little pitchy. And then she got there. She got like around, like around the, by defying gravity, she got there. But like in the first half of the
3: first act, she was a little pitchy. Yeah. I was like, this is, this is not hitting my ear the way I want it to. But, uh, Mm. but the music still really gravitates me. It just is kind of a garbage story. And I, and I was disappointed by that (laughs) because I was like, I really, as a kid, as the 16 year old imprinted on the wicked soundtrack. Cause it's just like frozen. It just has all that kind of like very good girl angst. And I feel like even more mm-hmm. than before, like you can really superimpose every song from the first frozen movie into wicked. Like it's just yeah, like, it felt, mm, it yeah. felt very similar. That second act is just such dog shit because of (laughs) (laughs) that. That's
2: like one of my favorite words.
1: I just the whole time like of the second act, like I just remember just shaking my head and thinking this is stupid. This doesn't make any sense because it's like it's very plot heavy. But in the service of jamming in all these references which are not there in the book uh at least in the form that they're here in the show uh they Mm -hmm. have to do so much shit that doesn't make any sense uh like oops i accidentally scarecrowed fiero and uh heartless tin man is suddenly an 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 anti-witch activist uh at, at no point does he get Frozen in the woods. Apparently, he's just been out there being mm-hmm. a hater yeah. this whole time. I don't want to. Th- I honestly don't want to say it's worse than the novel. And I'm trying to pull my punches here because I know people love this show, and like in particular are
3: like, "Oh boy, you guys are gonna hate it," and it's just like. Wah. Well, I think there is a lot to yeah. love in the first. <laughs> there is a lot to yeah. love in it. Like the music is really good, and I think like that, I I stand behind. I think the first act is mm-hmm. like a really solid story, but I think the <laughs> part two really undermines all the things that I think people like about it. Like it's not queer, like at all. Like mm-hmm. it's painfully heteronormative. Like mm-hmm. it's just very uneven. And I think that what people love about Wicked is the Galinda Glinda. Alphabet dynamic and like Mm -hmm. for good happens in that second act, which I think is probably Mm -hmm. like the best song of that of that under part. But it just act two doesn't have what makes Wicked last so long, like everything that has made Wicked last forever is that first act.
1: Well, I think that the problem with the second act compared to the first act is that none of the characters make sense anymore. Like, you're not really sure what Elphaba's deal is. Like, is are, are we trying to change the system from the inside? Or is this all about Fierro? Like, uh, her dis- decision that... Um, Glinda is our best bet to change the system is just kind of comes out of nowhere. And like Elphaba is probably the one that makes the most sense out of everybody. Because, you know, again, like in the service of like making these, you know, hitting all these plot points that we need to hit in order to get where we need to be, nobody's actions really make any
3: sense. Mm. No, I agree. And it really just has to revolve around like how they perform it. Like I thought that the actress that played Glinda was excellent and, like, sold all of those stuff. But it's, like, it's very superficial. And I think also the thing about it, and I think you've talked about this before, is that, like, a show like Wicked can't be popular by being too subversive. So, like, Mm -hmm. it can hint at all these weird, like, racialized metaphors of, like, oh, yeah, like, the animals and discrimination and da-da-da-da. But it can't actually, like, be radical. Like, it can't spend too much time focusing on alphabet the you know the the animal panther but like you know the <laughs> <I> green <mean, laughs> panther or whatever you know because it has to like have this love story and have this element of her thinking that she's ugly and even that's hmm. interesting because one of the aspects of but in the book is that she's kind of intersex coded like so she herself in oh, the okay. book is kind of like has ambiguous features, like they they, they refer to her every time. Like she has amb- pointy teeth. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like Nightcrawler and X Men too. Uh, okay. Yeah, th- so a Cut. lot. Of- yeah, so a lot of things that they chose about how they designed it just make it very normative, and they're really depending on you as the audience to bring your raw emotion to like what's being done. And not really process it, and and I think that because I've seen it like this is my second time seeing it, and I was doing it for, for work. You know, this is a this is yeah. a, I was a freelancing. I really was paying attention to the plot, and I'm just like, you know, if, if I wanted to watch The Wizard of Oz, I just would do this, you know, or if I wanted to watch like <laughs> this 2.0 Maleficent, I would just watch Maleficent. Hmm.
0: I'll uh, I'll speak as the person who did not think too deep about it, as tends to be my <laughs> tends to be my process. Because I also came at it from a very you know much more amateur. Like I've only seen so many musicals live, but I think the thing that struck me about it was how much of a spectacle it was compared to everything you and I have seen so far, Lindsay. Mm -hmm. So I'm like this total noob going in. Right. And, and I don't think I've seen anything that's had this level of production. Right. Is there anything else that's on Broadway currently that like, has spent this much money to Pairs? put on such a fucking so. show show. yeah, It's definitely
1: like the most spectacular. Yeah. And that is obviously a big reason why it's still uh, running and also kind of, needs to be at the biggest theater and has to sell out every night in order for it to justify the cost of running it. Cause I, I don't know if it's the most expensive show. I guess the only other one that might compare is the Lion King. Um, Which but is even fun, the yeah. Lion King doesn't, it doesn't really have ela- super elaborate sets compared to, uh, Wicked.
0: Uh, no, and it's funny cause I was going to say that too, is that we actually ended up seeing Wicked the same day that we saw, uh, Lion King in the evening. Uh, and it was funny because I was thinking about it and I'm like, oh, Lion King must've been, uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that would have probably been like the spectacle show when it came out yeah. essentially, um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And it was interesting to see Wicked before it because I feel like if we had seen Lion King in a bottle, I'd sort of just been like, oh my God. Like, I mean, not that I didn't think that the visuals were awesome. I would have been sort of a, like much more impressed if I hadn't just seen like the newest thing on the block like a couple hours before and being like, holy shit, it's, it just feels so much more new, I guess. Not contemporary necessarily, but like the technology's advanced, the set, the set design, the lighting, the fucking smoke shows. Like, it, it, it's yeah, just, yeah, I do kind of a-
1: wonder what Frozen was like on Broadway. Cause I feel like Frozen would have been the next op- most obvious comparison, but we saw the touring version, mm-hmm. which is obviously going to be a lot less, you know, ooh,
2: yeah. you know,
1: elaborate. Cause I know they, they changed a lot for the tour.
3: Well, I thought the Beetlejuice set was really, did you see Beetlejuice? You didn't get to see did, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, we did. That was pretty good yeah, too. i say Beetlejuice probably would be the closest to me. Um, but again, yeah, the sets really pulled me in. Like just the quick changes, the outfit changes, like Glinda going from wearing that big old blue dress blue, to like getting her little cute little outfit on, I was like, oh, that's a really fun transition. Like it is it is well done. Like it's technically really well done, even I'd if say, narratively yeah, it's, it's yeah. not
0: part of a. And, and like you said, it's like after the uh, Defying Gravity set piece you and I, you were like two roads behind me. We turned around and we were like, what the fuck? Like it was Mm -hmm. crazy. And it sort of, to me, it reminded me, I don't know if this is a perfect example, but like, it reminds me of when you used to see stuff in movies where they'd be like, Oh, they actually like did this. Like it wasn't some weird CGI thing where like they, you know, green screen the back and then put this piece in that piece. There was this element of like, uh, like a magic show that you're seeing live kind of Mm -hmm.
2: that I thought Mm -hmm. was like,
0: and and I have to say like hearing all you guys talk, uh, hearing you guys talk about all the story in the second half, I'm like, Oh yeah, you know that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think I was just sort of like high off of the spectacle. That,
2: yeah.
1: like I
0: just sort of was like so like in like, like in there's a, a dragon about up it. there yeah.
3: that they don't even reference. Yeah. And well, the, they reference it once. Yeah. And they like start and, swinging when the when the monkey starts swinging oh, into the crowd. I was like, oh that shit is really lit. Like I was like, and,
0: yeah. I was like and the you fucking know what? thing. And uh, the wizards, uh, that giant puppet of like the wizard as the wizards like behind the whatever the man behind the curtain. That thing yeah. is super cool. And it like lights up and has these like, you know, oh, yeah. smoke come and out of it. We actually
1: see the wizard for like Allah, the way he's portrayed in the Wizard of Oz. It's like this giant metallic face puppet.
0: It's super. That yeah. It's not
1: on stage for very long.
0: There is a little video of it on YouTube, by the way. I, I, I sort of did some research. So you can sort of see the mechanics of it. It's it's gorgeous mm-hmm. as far as a puppet. It's super cool. And the stage actually extends out into the, I guess, the, not the crowd, but the. uh Orchestra. The, or orchestra. Yeah. Um, which sort of gives it a different feeling. So I don't know. I think as a person who, again, like has limited experience with this, and was not smart enough to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. I think the spectacle of it by itself just sort of carried me through.
3: That's unfair to you Kave yeah. because it's, it's, you. A, it's, a, it's supposed to do that. Like we're just bitter bitches. Yeah exactly. You're not supposed <laughs> to realize
1: that the damn show doesn't make any sense because like my feeling on the show for the longest time was that it was an improvement on the book if for no other reason than it's a crowd pleaser mm-hmm. and I think that's smart. nihilism's fine. I just never Really understood the point of it in
2: mm-hmm.
1: Wicked, the novel. Because also, the novel all, has a very meandering structure. It's not Hollywood at all, where it's just, oh, you, know, you know, after Fierro dies, there's just like this huge chunk where, like, she goes and meets his wife and kids that it turns out he has. And then she lives with them for a while. And then this kid is following her around and she's like, I don't know where this came from. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out, yes, the child is hers by Fiero. And then Fiero's family is cool with this. And then, I don't know. And then they get kidnapped. And (laughs) the the musical is ridiculous, but it's structured in a way that's easy to follow. Um, Because I think the thing about, like, uh, the novel is it really kind of loses the, you know, the plot on Elphaba's activism because she spends so much of it, like, in a fog, sad over her boyfriend and Mm. believing, like, oh, he must be still alive, you know. And for a book written by a gay man, there is very little gay in this book. (laughs) Glinda's hardly in it. And it, it ends with like Dorothy, you know, showing up and saying like, "Yeah, I was here. I was sent on a hit job, but I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, oh, really? I came okay. to apologize to for killing your sister. I feel really bad about that. Yeah. And then for some reason, Elphaba's like, someone was finally nice to her, and she like backs into some water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she goes into a rage. Uh,
0: it's kind of like the end and, of a, a Phantom of an Opera. Where yes, it very much is. Kiss.
1: Yes. <laughs> Someone treated me with
0: humanity. But then they still die. No,
1: like the op- the opposite <laughs> happens in Phantom. Because <laughs> in, in Wicked, the, she, she like flies into a rage, sets herself on fire, and that then Dorothy throws the water on her and that's how mm, it ends. Right. I feel like it's not as good an example in Phantom... For no other reason than, like, you understand his motives. Like, again, Mm -hmm. Nessa just turns evil out of nowhere and decides she's going to oppress an entire population so her boyfriend can't leave her. Which, again, you know, could work if there was, like, some some framework around it, but it's just very... Comes out of, you know it's just kind of weak and it's very it doesn't seem to Game of Thrones in that season, the, in that way, huh? Yeah, Game of Thrones season eight is yeah. like, wait a minute, the motivations this,
0: just changed for no reason. Was, You're like, oh, this was
1: not set up. The dragon Lady <laughs> is evil now. What's the commit <laughs> genocide? Just, just kind of came out of nowhere. We needed at least another season to build up to this. He'll turn. So yeah, and so the Scarecrow comes in. In that, like, whenever the Scarecrow shows up again, Elphaba is still like. Brain cloud trauma fog sees the scarecrow and she's like, "Oh, well, that must be Fiero in disguise. How clever of him! He's come." And so that's like she sends all her stuff, like her bees and her monkeys, to help them. And then, like they they, you know, treat them like a you know an offensive force. And then she realizes, like, "Oh, that's not Fiero. That's just a scarecrow." And so that's how it comes into the book. Mm. Fiero is quite dead. He dead dead.
0: <laughs> he dead. Uh, Okay. well, we've discussed the book and the musical. And of course, last night they announced the casting of the film. Uh, Playing Elphaba will be Cynthia Erivo and playing Glinda will be Ariana Grande. Discuss.
3: (laughs) Yeah, she's had a big jump. Career-wise, the last couple of years. Um, actually, so I did some. I wrote about this for work earlier today. So I, um, a lot of people have complained about, like, I saw people like, some like, stop letting mainstream actors get cast in these roles, and it's like, well, both of them have Broadway backgrounds. Like, even though, because oh even Ariana Grande, like, she started off as a Broadway kid before she got on that that, that uh, Nickelodeon show, Victoria. Oh, really? Yeah, she she like, yeah. she like she like debuted on Thirteen. She's a, she was a Disney kid. Without being Disney. Yeah, she's oh, okay. a Nickelodeon kid. Um, and she also did uh musical stuff before she was on Victorious. Cynthia Revo obviously just said one at Tony. So like they're both qualified. People mm-hmm. have also mentioned like the age, and it's like neither Kristen chenowitz nor Adina Menzel were in their teens or twenties when they start on.
0: I also have Wicked. no idea know. how old well Ariana Grande actually is.
3: Arya Granda is 28. She's one year younger than yeah, She's me. eternally 23. <laughs> and Cynthia Revo is only 34. So she's two years older than Adina was when she started as okay. Uh I don't know if that necessarily will work in a movie. And I think from what we talked about earlier today like part of the appeal of wicked is the set design and that immersive experience yeah i just i think from just how bad the plot is i don't i think it's going to be like yeah i think it's going to the plot's going to be a lot more
1: obvious yeah in
3: uh (laughs) in a movie setting unless they really change things i don't think the plot is going to adapt really well but i think that they will both do well performance wise i I can see ariana grande doing popular so i'm not really concerned about the vocals I just think narratively it's going to be a mess. I mean, it's just like it
1: is funny to me how we're getting to a point of discourse where it's just like impossible to be pleased with anything, you know, because like within the heights, I was like, okay, sure. This is a discussion I'm going to tap out on because I don't really have a dog in this fight. And then the Mario thing with Chris Pratt what was it (laughs) like you're taking work away from voice actors. It's like, uh uh-huh. So now we're mad about that.
0: Uh, speaking of which, by the way, John, John Chu, who did Crazy Rich I'm sorry, not Crazy Rich well, I mean, he did do Crazy Rich Asians, but he did who, do Crazy who, who directed um, In, the Heights In the Heights is also directing yeah. the Wicked movie.
3: Did I just not have anybody else? Like, I mean, not to not to be one of those people, Lindsay, the only like, mu- the only musical director left.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's but, how Hollywood works, right? You did this yeah, other thing. I mean, thing, I'm well, just like, we'll looking, at, looking at their
1: bona fides. I'm like, this makes perfect sense. Yeah.
0: Why wouldn't you hire him to direct the Wicked adaptation? No, I
1: mean, I mean, like, especially for the two leads, I'm like, this is fine. I I feel like people are really stretching for reasons to, like, be mad
3: about, like, uh, casting decisions. I just think, I just think, and I don't think anyone would have pleased anybody. I think no matter Mm. who they got, there would have been issues for it. My biggest issue is just that I don't think that it works as a movie because it's narratively not that great. But like that's not, fine. the The casting is not the problem. The problem is Wicked.
0: Do you guys know if they ever considered bringing um whoever? Uh, what was it? It's uh,
3: Kristen Chenoweth and Idina Modesa. Chenoweth, with,
0: out. yeah, yeah. Them back, well, oh, they're in their
3: fifties. Yeah, they would then not stop. Do Evan them. Hansen. <laughs> I'm, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them plays like Madame Morrible. I feel They'll like probably Chenoweth. Yeah. yeah, that's what I figure Make would them. happen. I feel like after Rent. I think everyone realized we don't need to do
2: this.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Like
1: fucking what's his name? Uh, Who played Mark? Mark. Oh, yeah. Adam. Looked older than he was. Yeah. Both of them looked older than they were. And like, it's just kind of funny them like. Talking about like moms calling me and these men look like they're in their late 30s. Like hey, I mean,
3: some of us, us still have to happens. talk to our moms in our late s- 30s. I was gonna say it, ha- it happens to some. Persian of them.
0: moms will call you, <laughs> nonstop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter what your age is.
3: Start calling me mom. I yeah. don't want your mom. I'm trying to record
0: a podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you don't understand. I'm on a schedule. But yeah, I, I think I think since then that they wouldn't do this. What I did see was a lot of beams about Adina, not a, of, um Leah Michelle and Dove Cameron raging quietly, which I thought is funny because those were like- Oh the yeah. cli- <laughs> well, They wanted to be in it. <laughs> well, just those are the cliche choices because Leah Michelle mm-hmm. like looks like Adina Menzel and Dove Cameron has like worked with Kristen Chenowitz on like a bunch of different projects. So like mm-hmm. people felt like she was being groomed to be, oh. the, to, oh, be yeah. to be um Glinda. Yeah, I okay, go, yeah, yeah, she would be Glenda. but
1: she's just not a great actress. She just looks like a. No, she's an actress.
3: Doll. I mean, she
1: is. I, I mean, know. She, I know she's an
3: actress. <laughs> you're like, like, she's a good you're, one. You're like, but I don't care for her. Well, I liked her in Brigadoon, um, not Brigadoon, Schmigadoon. I think she would have been oh. cute in it, but that's just me. I guess like I just I I do have a hard time just getting past the fact that the plot
1: doesn't make any sense. And like it makes emotional sense when you're watching it, especially if you're not familiar with the source material. And I think that's why it remains popular. I also think that bodes extremely ill for the movie because it's a lot harder to gloss over those like inconsistencies in a movie, which just by the by the fact of the The format demands much lower suspension of disbelief Uh, because like basically because you're in a theater, you're allowed to get away with a lot more plot crap in a musical because it's just like it is meant to carry you. The emotions are meant to carry you through it. And that is kind of less true in a movie. So I think like, yeah, the problem with Wicked the movie is it's it's not the casting It's going to be I'm I'm curious what they'll change because I'm sure they're going to change it.
0: It reminds me of, um, what, what is the the Uncharted movie that's coming out? Oh, yeah. Right? Where it's like the full fun of the game is that it feels like you're sort of playing a movie. And so I don't know why you would adapt that into a film. That's sort of what this feels like, too, where it's like the fun of it is like seeing this feels like you're in the set of a Hollywood movie on, uh, on a stage that you're watching in person. So to translate that into a film seems sort of like, you know, but I get it's very obvious why they would do it. It's made fucking a, big, a bajillion dollars. So clearly they're going to adapt it.
3: Literally, I will say that for all my complaints that I've made today, I did buy the vinyl of Wicked and I did listen to it like (laughs) four times. I did listen to the entire thing three times. And I'm just like, you know what? This may not make sense, but these vocals hit. Um, Mm -hmm. And Ariana Grande is actually in like some cast recording that they did some some like anniversary recording. So she was she was dropping hints the whole all time
0: right. it was a plant this whole time and it's finally yeah. paid it off
3: exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right guys Tuff cavern doing the like white woman
1: like flying into Talk a range <laughs>
2: it's like <laughs> 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 <right>.
0: throwing
1: chairs <laughs>
0: uh thanks for listening everybody hope you enjoyed the episode uh if you would be so kind please follow our sponsor links it will help us out Uh, Also, uh, feel free to leave us any reviews of the podcast. uh, That also helps us out as well. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Musical in with no G, at Musical MusicalSplaining with a G on Instagram for updates. Uh, I am at Kavitaharian on Twitter and at PermaFriends on Instagram. And this coming weekend, uh, November 12th and 13th, I believe, uh, I'm going to be in Anaheim for DesignerCon. So come see me at the DesignerCon at the Anaheim Convention Center. I'd love to see you.
3: Thank you guys for having me again. I'm so glad to defy a gravity with you once again. Thank you. We you love guys you. Thank you find for coming. Of course. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at at Weeks Princess, W-E-E-K-E-S. You can find me on YouTube under the name of Pendulum. I make fun videos, um, even about the Snyder Cut. No one has called me a, a feminist plant yet. So mission <laughs> accomplished.
0: Yes, once again, Princess, thanks for making time. We're glad that you were able to see the show with us. And we look forward to you guys coming back again next episode. And we will see you at the theater.